Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Back here at the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy on a Patriots Monday, WEEI. Final half hour leading up to Monday Night Football. It is the Seahawks and the Eagles tonight. But uh, still talking about the Patriots and the Chiefs game from yesterday. Pats lose by 10. Bill Belichick chooses to punt a whole bunch in the second half, and they fall to 3-11 and on the year. Also in today, uh, Cole Strange lands on IR, done for the season. That did not look good. You no, it need, didn't. No, I'm no orthopedist, Rich. No. But uh, no, that's not. not how your knee is supposed to bend. It is not. And at the risk of piling on, this is going to sound insensitive because the man is hurt. He's for sure hurt. Um, and it's the holidays, so happy holidays to the Strange family. What a horrible pick. What an awful pick. And that one was a horrible pick at the time. Like the second they walked up to the podium, that was a horrible pick. And not his fault. Guy could be the nicest guy in the world. But... They traded away Shaq Mason for a bag of balls, and all of a sudden they created a need. It wasn't a need until they created the need. And then with a first-round pick, when your offenses have been not very good and you're, you're, you're in this post-Tom Brady era in New England, and you draft a guard, they find guards everywhere. And, yes, Logan Mankins was an absolute stud. So he, if you want to be like, hey, what about Logan Mankins? You're like, right, Logan Mankins. But they also had 22 years of guards, and Logan Mankins was the only first-round pick. And you had so many needs on the team. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to draft the kid out of Chattanooga, who many have mocked in, like, the fifth round. We're going to take him in the first round. And he got benched a few times last year. He played in every game, but got benched a few times last year. This year, he fought some injuries, and now he's done. He's going to play in just 10 games this season. And, like, is he – if you're going to draft a guard in the first round, I, first of all, I would never do it. But if you're going to do it, doesn't it have to be Quentin Nelson or Zach Martin, a guy that is an all-pro every Zach year? Zach Martin, yes. The Jer- That's it. Jerry Jones resisted drafting Johnny Manziel yeah. and allowed the football people to tell him, don't take – like, take this guy is insane, like – it needs to be a wall of humanity, not an undersized guy who got pushed around at the Senior Bowl by the defensive lineman from UConn who's gone on to play for the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, the Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton first, second round pick is an all-timer. Like, those guys, you know, Cole Strange is at best an average guard. Like, at best an average guard. I remember I was so mad about the Tyquan Thornton pick. I actually pulled over someplace just so I could send out an angry tweet. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do it while you're driving. You're a very responsible thing to do. No, no. Yeah, like that like blew my mind. I'm like, this guy now? Skinny wrist McGee? Like they got him in here? So uh, those are horrible. Did he catch a ball yesterday? Uh no. I don't think so. Did he? Let's see. No, Let's pull up the old so. boxer. I would I would my Oh, you know what? My bad. One catch for five yards. ROI. One catch for Return five. on investment. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, that is uh, that's not good, and that's 
No. And, and I know the people that are of the mind that Bill Belichick should return have certainly ignored like the GM aspect of it, and they're all of the, well, just let them like, coach it up. Because you can't make excuses. You can't twist yourself into a pretzel to be like, well, I don't know, like give, give Tyquan Thornton another season. Like, no, that's over with. That's done. No, we don't. I mean, whenever people used to talk about the third-year jump for receivers, and yeah. when they spoke of that, you saw lots of promise, and you saw statistics, and you saw accomplishment and numbers in years one and two, and then you were looking for them to jump into the Debo Samuel stratosphere by year three, not like, hey, uh, hey, old skinny wrist, what do you think about <laughs> double-digit catches this year? Well, and here's one of the things, right, too. Like, like, Debo Samuel, like, not drafting Debo Samuel when you could have is sort of one thing. That's one whole discussion. But, like, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They drafted Jalen Rager, our our favorite player now, nice return. They drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. That's embarrassing. Like, that is laughing. Look at these guys. They laugh at this guy. So what do they do? They trade picks and acquire A.J. Brown. So the Patriots screwed up with Nikhil Harry. But did they trade draft picks for Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, or A.J. Brown? No. They just simply kept their picks and drafted Cole Strange and Tyquan Thornton. Like, that is, that's one of the many reasons why you're in the position that you're in and why the team is, is struggling uh, talent-wise. Like, there's not a lot of guys you feel great about coming back. And even, even Cole Strange, it's funny. Like, I know you guys have done it. Uh, like just sort of kicking around thoughts for next year. Like, all right, what what players at least do you want coming back? Does anybody even bring up Cole Strange? Is that even a guy that gets like tagged onto the list of like players that you want back? He's no. been. I mean, like, it is he so pivotal? Like, God, what are the Pats going to do if Cole Strange doesn't come back? No. I don't know. Probably just plug in So <laughs> or Mafi or some other or Jake Andrews, some other Haas on the line, and just yeah. like yeah, those other guys seem fine. Like they're they're fine. Like I, I'm, he's not to the like the extreme. Where like oh, you gotta get rid of him. But for a first round pick, those should be the guys. Like Christian Gonzalez has played in four games, and we're already like keep him. Like he's your best guy you have. Like let's go. You've seen it. It was he, clear from yes. game one yeah. that he had it. Yeah, yeah. And so the those top picks, like those are the guys that should be the foundational. Part, uh, players on your team and then you can bring in others and like okay, that's just that's how you make a team right it's not like bill during the dynasty drafted every single guy that he had but some of those draft picks certainly went a long long way whether it be gronk hightower uh whatever i mean early on I and mean, richard seymour right out of the sheet you're drafting a hall of famer vince will fork so like it was a really important part of their team for this whole dynasty and then now one of the many reasons why they are at the opposite end of the standings is these draft picks. And they usually come back to bite you a year or two down the line, right? Like, the, And I think that's what we're sort of seeing. Like, this is year two for Strange, Thornton, Jack Jones, who doesn't even play here anymore, Marcus Jones, who's never out there, uh, you know, He's Bailey Zappi. Torn Labrum, just like, uh, just like Gonzalez does this year. Yep. Just, it's, entire sophomore season has yep. been a wash for him. Yep. So let me ask you this. If between these two options, which do you believe to be more likely – that the Kraft family has decided they're done with Belichick and that has filtered down to him? Or do you believe Belichick has decided, you know what, they're hedging their bets on me, they might be out, I'm going to get out first, and he's the one making the decision uh, to set sail elsewhere after this year? Well, so I, it's he has to be, like, considering what else is out there and, like, have putting feelers out. I would think he's only human, and whether he's had these conversations with Kraft or not, he he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But 
if Kraft wants him back and Bill wants to be gone, what you work out a trade or what? I mean, Bill's under contract. He can't ju- he can't just go coach somebody else next year if he just chooses to, right? So, and this so just in this bizarre hypothetical, what if <laughs> Bill goes to the end of the year and he's like, well, I think we're probably done here, and Robert's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, we, you don't we, just we, get to. We want you back again. I don't know. I. He's got to at least be looking out there, like the whole Chargers thing. Like, I think there's enough smoke around the chart. Chargers makes so much sense. They that is one example of a team that had just such a such a bad coach that even Bill Belichick now, who we're just kind of picking apart his flaws as like an in-game coach, mm-hmm. still compared to Brandon Staley is kind of night and day, and that might just be what they need to sort of push them over the top a little bit. Also, you know, hey, his his quarterback, like the the man who helped him orchestrate the greatest double dynastic run, or rather executed it on the field, Tom Brady, went to a warmer weather climate with a pre-made roster. He saw the success he had. Maybe it, this time, Belichick takes a note from Brady and says, yeah. you know what? Pre-made roster. You already got the quarterback. I can coach yeah. this guy up. You know what I've been missing for 20-something years up here? Coaching the Giants and the Jets and the Patriots and the Browns and back to the Patriots. Sunshine. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go someplace where it's really warm and happy, and I'm gonna be a star. And when I get them to the playoffs or even further, then I'm then my legacy only grows. It would yeah. be crazy to think that ego would not be playing a slight, if not significant, part of the decision that will ultimately oh be made God. at the end of this season. For sure. And then I think uh, other little nuggets that came out over the weekend. Robert Kraft, or I think it was the one from Ian Rappaport, was talking about uh, they wouldn't trade for Mike Vrabel. I guess like that came up. Uh so I guess Vrabel's in a contract for another year, but there goes that dream. But he also might not be their coach anymore. I mean they just lost again. Yeah. The Titans could move on from him potentially. Who are they gonna find that's better than Vrabel? Like they they've got uh, roster issues. An right offensive now. guy to go with Levis. Like I just default to an offensive guy. Find an offensive guy. All the guys that we're ben talking John- about for here. Ben Johnson to yeah. the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's probably what I would I would think. Now there's also Burt Breer. I think this was on the NBC uh, Sports Boston. This is fascinating audio, Rich. Pre post game show. Yes, stuff. the Gerard Mayo stuff. Yes. So here's sort of uh, what's going on in that building. Like a lot of us, myself included, thought Gerard Mayo was told he's going to be the coach and coach and waiter. As soon as Bill's gone, you're going to take over. I don't think they thought it was going to happen as soon. And so there's this idea of tensions in the building with Mayo and the the other coaches. One thing that people that I talk to at least have noticed is how he has been every bit as hard on the defense as he has been on the offense. The defense, of course, has played a lot better than the offense. He's actually doing a lot of his work right now on the offensive side of the ball. He's worked a lot more with the offensive line since Adrian Clem um, took leave. And so there are some people in the building who have taken that as, oh, well, you're taking shots at the defense. Are those shots at Gerard? So just a weird time in general. But that is one thing that has stuck out is how he's been every bit as hard on the defense as he has been on the offense, even though the defense has outplayed the offense on the field. So I, maybe that was the wrong cut. It said, uh, nope. Oh, is that the right one? Yep. Uh, basically, that there's tension going on between like the Belichick camp and the Mayo camp right now uh, because of this awkward situation that's being foisted upon everyone. Like, is I it assumed was, that it's going to be yeah. Gerard Mayo? Is he doing a good job? Is he actually earning it, or is he just being gifted and sweethearted his way into the role? The Belichick team isn't happy with the way the Mayo... Like, like, just think about it. There's almost like an inter... Like, before there could be a departure, there's this preemptive struggle going on inside the building already 
between these two factions, which yeah. is just that's why coaching waiting is a tough thing. Rick. Coaching waiting is a tough thing to to really execute perfectly, especially when it was TBD probably on Bill. It's one thing if Bill's like, I got one more year in me. Draw's gonna take over next year. Great, you can all work together on that. But if Bill's like, I got three more years, and then the team's like, I don't think you do. And then as the season's kind of going down the tubes, Gerard Mayo's like, Well, I'm the next man up. Obviously, you convinced me to stay, so I'm obviously the head coach next year. And then so he starts maybe handling himself a little bit differently and everybody's kind of then people have to choose sides like that's the thing if you're a coach in there and you're like well do i support what bill said because he's the current head coach and he's you know the legend or do i i don't know the guy that's going to be hiring the staff next year i might want to i might want to be nice to him so i can have a job it's a weird spot to put everybody in that's for sure super weird dynamic which in some ways, makes me think maybe they do have to just go outside the organization. That's what I think. That's point. what I'm ready to and just. Mayo will be a casualty of dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. I think that like the team is so bad this year that I would be, be like, sorry, like maybe you'll be a good head coach, but you're gonna have to do it somewhere else. I want all I want all new faces in here. Uh, let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. He joins us next. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I uh, Keith, I know you're not big on rewriting history with Belichick, and I was agreeing with you. For the most part, but this, like, what's going on now? You, you can't coach. Can't make a coaching decision. That's like, obvious to everyone. You can't identify talent, um, as you just discussed in that draft, and I mean several other drafts. I think he knows he's gone, and they have to really be quick about this because they have one of the most important drafts in the, the franchise's history coming up. And who's going to handle all this? Um, so thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, Matt. Good point. It also reminded me of what they were talking about on the broadcast. So it was I don't know whatever the suit play by play guy was, but then it was Daryl Johnson uh, Moose uh, yep. played for the Cowboys, and he was talking about how like they went from Tom Landry to Jimmy Johnson. So we always talk about like quarterbacks passing the torch. Like that was one where I know it ended kind of ugly there. There was fans that probably had a lot of backlash. Like how can you move on from Landry? But then they got Jimmy Johnson. But one of the things, so, so they hit on that. And then obviously Jerry and Jimmy ended up button heads and they sabotaged their own dynasty. But anyway, yep. one of the things that they pointed out, and I agree with it, is if you're moving on from Bill Belichick, so let's say you do it on a Monday, you better introduce the next guy on a Tuesday. Because otherwise, if there's this like long time where like Belichick's gone, but like you don't have a coach, like the message that that sends, and then like all the different things that can happen from there, it'd be pretty wild. Like I, so I, I agree with what they were saying, which also led me to think if they're gonna do it that way, then it probably would be Mayo. Like Kraft would just be like, all right, he's gone, and like we're not gonna do this long interview process, and now we have our guy. And how quickly do they introduce Mayo though? I know. I would think the next day. No, you got no. You oh yeah, that's what Matt, I would do. No, you yes. don't like. You got to start. Because, you gotta, here we go. Uh, sorry, just because Dad was sick and like you don't. The day <laughs> after the funeral, you don't announce that you're dating someone else. Rich. <laughs> you got to move on. Are you got a French? You got you got players oh like the, like the caller said. You got the the most important draft. Pick. We're all gonna miss your father. Have I introduced Dave? Here's Dave. Dave's a good guy. Dave's been hanging around. You saw Dave. That's Uncle Dave. He's not my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> he used to clean the pool. Well. He's, <laughs> All right, we got what happened in week 15. All the games besides the Patriots. We'll rip through those coming up next. But right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by the Preservation Society of Newport. The Celtics took both games of their back-to-back home series with the Magic, beating Orlando 114-97 to yesterday afternoon at the TD Garden. Jalen Brown had 31, Tatum 23, and Kristaps Porzingis 15 points. 
Celtics have the night off tonight. They'll be on the road out west taking on the Warriors tomorrow night. Tip-off from the Chase Center in San Francisco at 10 p.m. Bruins also have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Minnesota Wild at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Patriots lost to the Chiefs on Sunday, 27-17 at Gillette Stadium. Bailey Zappi went 23-31, for 180 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Patriots will be in Denver to take on the Broncos Sunday on Christmas Eve. Kickoff at 8.15 p.m. Monday Night Football tonight as the 10-3 Philadelphia Eagles in Seattle to take on the 6-7 Seahawks. Kickoff at 8.15. Don't forget, you can catch that game right here on WEI. Our Westwood One coverage begins at 7.30. Oh, and I apologize in other Patriots news. It looks like the season is over for Cole Strange. It was just announced by the Patriots a little while ago that they are placing him on injured reserve after a knee injury during yesterday's game. Holidays at the Newport Mansions will be more spectacular than ever this year. The Breakers, Marble House, and the Elms decorated in their favorite finery, plus more lights, more fun at the dazzling outdoor spectacle, sparkling lights at the Breakers. For more information, visit newportmansions.org. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Risky Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Didn't catch all the Sunday Funday football action? Well, the Rich Keefe Show is here to tell you... What happened? This week in the NFL. Oh, week 15, Fitzy, where does the time go? And you had Saturday action as well, so not just what you missed on Sunday. Also, maybe what you missed was the triple header on Saturday. So let's I just, love Saturday football, Rich. Do you? I've got to say, it's the Saturday holiday college. football. Yeah, college love football. it. College oh, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday, well, funny college football. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to have that option for sure. Let's get to uh, AFC East. Dolphins, Jets. What happened? Dolphins begin at their own 40. Going deep. Going deep. Right there. What a perfect pass and play. And the touchdown to Jalen Waddle. 60 yards and a touchdown. When a play-by-play guy doesn't know who caught the ball. What a play there to then the guy in his ear is like, Jalen Waddle. Ah, Waddle with a touchdown. 60-yard <laughs> touchdown catch for Jalen Waddle. As this one wasn't even close, the Dolphins blow out the Jets 30 to zip. Miami now 10 and 4. The Jets fall to 5 and 9 and uh, eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. The sorry. Jets? I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, oh. yes. I know. Zach Wilson benched again. Trevor Simeon, the journalist quarterback, gets a couple of reps. Same results. Absolute trash. Pretty much got to doubt you'll see A.A. Ron Rogers this year. I don't know, man. There's something about him. Maybe he just wants to prove it to everybody that he could return that soon. I wouldn't rule him out playing. I know it doesn't make sense. He shouldn't. He should just get ready for next year. I hope but. he plays against Belichick. and th- He's like, I got to get out there and Belichick's swan song in New England. That would, be, that would certainly make that game a lot more interesting. Uh, what about the Bills and the Cowboys? Hey, what happened? The quarterback shove play, and it works. Forget it. Not even close. Josh Allen is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. How about this one? This is classic football right here. Ah, the Bills aren't that good. Oh, the Cowboys are unstoppable. Buffalo blows out Dallas, 31-10. Like, yep, there you go. Dak Prescott. Oh, he's the surefire MVP. He sucked. He was horrible in the game. All right, the Cowboys can't win away from Jerry World, though. It's crazy. Their right. home and road splits are wild. And yep. James, like, I didn't see Buffalo having this kind of 
like late season 2018 pivoting to the run game style Patriots win in them. They played tough. They played big. And James Cook was on fire. Yeah, Dallas, you talk about they're undefeated at home 7-0. They're 3-4 and four on the road. So they need home field advantage. They need to win the division. Right now, depending on what happens with Philly, they might not win the division. You got uh, San Francisco has a better record than everybody in the NFC. So Dallas could be uh, opening up on the road. Thus, I think, leading to a loss and another job opening and another potential spot for Belichick. Hey, right, Rich, right now, yeah. if you want to get crazy, the odds uh-huh. are uh, 20, 16 to 1 on FanDuel. Uh, Buffalo, San Francisco Super Bowl, if you want to do it. Not bad. It's possible. It's definitely, tasty. Definitely possible. What about the Bengals and the Vikings? The Vikings with some pressure. Browning flush, throws it downfield. The ball's caught by Boyd. Keeps his footing inside the 30, cuts inside the 20, the 15, and the Bengals have the ball. The Bengals scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to force overtime, and then Jake Browning found uh, Tyler Boyd, great throw, great catch, and then run by Tyler Boyd, which set up the game-winning field goal. So it looked like the Bengals were going to lose this one, but they win, go to 8-6. and six. Vikings lose, fall to 7-7, seven and seven. but uh, both of them, I think, still have a pretty good shot at the playoffs. Favorite game I watched all weekend long. Yeah. It was a tremendous game. And I got to tell you, the, the Bengals' story being just written off and then coming back winning three straight with the backup and now yeah. getting back into a legitimate wild card picture in the AFC is awesome. What team is going to sign Jake Browning next year and give him a lot of money and then realize, like, oh, whoops, we don't, we don't have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. The T. Higgins touchdown was insane. Did you see, so the one that was... He yep. jumped from the end zone to, like, the one, and then as he was getting tackled out of bounds, he took with one hand and just spun it. So the only thing that passed, the like, the pylon was the ball. His body never went into the end zone. Yeah. It was insane. Even Jake Browning, they showed him looking up at, like, the, the review of it, and he was like, oh, my God. All right, what about the Colts and the Steelers? What happened? Shane Steichen leads to Minshew to the end zone. Touchdown, Mo Alley Cox. The Steelers were that team that everyone was like, how are they? How do they have a winning record? It's like, I still don't know. They've lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Patriots. And then they just got smoked by the Colts. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh still 7-7. Seven and seven. So you have the Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season thing. I guess he's still holding on to that at 7-7. Seven and seven. But the Colts, consider them a little bit of a player with Gardner Minshew as he throws three touchdowns and they're 8-6. and six. Yeah, poor Michael Pittman, though, taking that wicked shot from uh, yeah, been so Casey, good. who yeah. uh, has been suspended indefinitely For by the, the year. NFL. Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy. Uh, I know Tom Brady was outspoken. Tom Brady took to Instagram, I think, to say that, that he, he should be. That, he yeah. grabbed that action up? Yeah, sure did. Uh, Lions and the Broncos, next week's opponent for the Patriots. What happened? Fourth and two. Goff to the end zone. Touchdown. Third time to Laporta. He is putting on a show. Sam Laporta sick. He had three touchdowns in the game. Jameer Gibbs had a couple touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Five touchdown passes for Jared Goff. Detroit's 10-4, and four, and Denver falls to 7-7. Seven and seven. Adding to the luster and marquee of the Broncos hosting the Patriots yeah. on Christmas Eve. Don't miss it. Should be great. Uh, what else we got? Browns and Bears. What happened? Third and 15. Flacco off his back foot. Najoku is there. He's got the first down and more. Spinning down the sidelines. The tight end in 
inside the 20 before he's twisted out of bounds at the 19. Bears were up 17-7 in the fourth quarter. They ultimately lost to the Browns 20-17. So good for the Bears draft and good for Joe Flacco and the Browns, who are 9-5 and at keeping their playoff hopes alive. Uh, a couple of other games out there. The Ravens beat the Jaguars, so they're 11-3. 49ers are 11-3 of their win over the Cardinals. And the Carolina Panthers get their second win of the season. So they still have the worst record in the league, but... Only one game separates the Panthers and the Patriots with three games to go. We are all Panthers fans, Rich. We are, we are all Panthers fans the rest of the way. Fancy, that'll do it. That is it. That's, we have a 90-minute show. That's all we got. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, good sir. Full tanger on Wednesday. Right. Can't wait. All right, Stiz. Uh, good stuff as always. We'll be back with Andy Hart tomorrow for a full tank show starting at 6. You got Monday Night Football, Eagles, and Seahawks coming up next here on WEEI.